Going Linux, episode 285, Security, the Linux Advantage. Welcome to the Going Linux podcast. I'm your host, Larry Bushy. And I'm your co-host, Bill. Whether you are new to Linux, upgrading from Windows to Linux, or just thinking about moving to Linux, this podcast will provide you with valuable information and advice that will help you in going Linux. We hope that you find this and all our episodes helpful in learning about Linux and its applications and using them to get things done. In today's episode, Security, the Linux Advantage. Hey, Larry. Hey, Bill. You were unavailable for our last recording because of some minor weather problems you were having? I wouldn't call it minor. <laughs> <laughs> that was sarcasm. Uh, uh, yeah, I, uh, we had lots and lots of rain here in South Carolina, and um, the internet wouldn't stay connected, so we pretty much just said we'll record next week, and yeah, we, uh, we had water everywhere, and... Um, uh, trees falling over, and let's see, what else? People, uh, driving under bridges and getting, flooding out their cars. It was, it was interesting. Yeah, so according to the news reports and the weather reports and stuff, uh, South Carolina and North Carolina got hit pretty badly. South Carolina even more than North Carolina. Uh, especially the coastal areas. Um, how did you fare? Where, your your area is not so close to the coast. Well, we're about an, an maybe two hours from the coast, and mm -hmm. uh, we did okay because we sit a little higher in elevation. Uh, but we did, like I so said, we lost lots of trees. Uh, we had lots of standing water. Now, the one thing that did kind of hit us hard is that we have uh, bridges that go over some rivers, and they were all at over flood stage. Yeah. So they had to close those bridges, so it means you couldn't really use them. So normally, say for instance, the normal levels are six feet and flood stage is 12. They were like at 20. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Yeah, just a little overflowing. Yeah, so they're actually still considered at flood stage, but they're now considered uh, what they call moderate. So you... you they're slowly dropping with the nice weather, of course. The uh, the funny part is that just getting around town was interesting. We have a couple big hospitals here in our city, and mm -hmm. one of the ambulances uh, got wiped out because it has to go under like a tunnel to get under a train mm -hmm. to go to the hospital. Right. And apparently that filled with like six feet of water. And they didn't know, and they had, and they had a pa had a patient, so uh -oh. they went down and pretty much destroyed the ambulance, and it just died there. So, can you imagine the driver and the patient and the paramedic in the back, and they can't go anywhere? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the wow. water's flowing in. So, yeah, I hope I, I hope uh, the guy made it to the hospital finally, but they had pictures of it where you know uh, they had. Get it out, but it it was interesting. Um, as normal day to day, we had some power fluctuations, but the only thing that really uh, was hit hard was the internet for some reason, and it took them a little while to get it straightened out. But it seems to be okay now. But uh, we're just not used to all that water. I mean, we got it was just it never stopped raining. It just rained twenty four seven, and 
we had trees that uh, pretty much are like 100, 150 years old. They just pretty much toppled over because the roots couldn't hold them in the ground anymore. Yep. <laughs> yep. Wow. Any damage? Your car didn't get hit or anything, huh? No, no, no. I. Uh, the only thing is it almost got sucked into a big hole. Uh, the uh, There's a big uh, gully that formed in where we park our cars. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were, they're working on repairing our parking areas. And mine is the last area to get done. And so, of course, they had done all this prep work where all that rain just kind of washed it away. So one of the people come over and said, hey, you got a flat tire. And it wasn't really a flat tire. My truck was kind of sitting at an angle because the wheel was like a foot and a half into this hole. (laughs) So took some getting to get the truck out but it uh it come out and i parked in a different location <laughs> oh really yeah, yeah lovely I, wise I, move bill <laughs> yeah. wow. I, I didn't think it was prudent to leave it there yeah or it might not be there when you get back but yeah we, we we're drying out now it's it's been real nice it's the temperature we're we're into fall now so it's finally cooled down humidity's gone down so we're all pretty happy about that yeah, that's good. Good. And I'm glad there wasn't any uh, significant damage for you personally. I, I know a lot of folks have not been that fortunate in South Carolina. And, uh, no. Charleston got hit real hard. That's, they sit on the coast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they got they got hit real hard. Yeah. Well, uh, thoughts and prayers out to them. And uh, just uh, happy the, uh, for, for the folks who fared better than many of those folks did. So... Yeah. We actually had a curfew. Oh, really? Yeah, they had a curfew for about three days. Hmm. They didn't want people out on the roads. <laughs> well, that makes sense, I guess. Um, <laughs> the the 24-hour Walmart's even closed. No one could get to work, I guess. <laughs> yeah, and even if they could, you wouldn't want them out there because you don't know what's going to happen in between arriving at work and trying to get home again and yeah so but but like i said we all did pretty well so anyway let's get on with our show shall we okay let's do that we often talk about linux operating system being more secure and better supported than the other operating systems pre-installed on most home computers hardware today at a high level linux is more secure because one Linux is backed by many large corporations as well as independent developers and users, many of whom are focused on ensuring and improving the security that is built into the operating system. 2. The built-in updater provided with your Linux distribution provides security updates for both its software applications and the operating system. And 3. Vulnerabilities are patched more quickly and are delivered automatically and more frequently than the two most popular operating systems combined. All right, and we actually, when we go through the detail of each of those, we have four reasons why Linux is more secure. So let's just take them one at a time. Reason number one, when you use a distribution of Linux, security updates, Driver updates, application updates, software updates, and operating system upgrades are all provided, all free of charge. And all are available from trusted sources. No more searching the internet for software. No more risking malware or junkware infections as a result of downloading from the wrong site. There are 
thousands of software titles in hundreds of categories available in your Linux distributions repositories, the ultimate in a trusted source. Yep. Well, uh, I think uh, Microsoft is actually taking a page from Linux's book as far as uh, the antivirus software because they mm -hmm. now build it in and they yep. support it because, believe it or not, everybody was trying to get the, this the free antiviruses and that was how a lot of these infections were occurring right so <laughs> yeah if you just search for the antivirus of your choice the free ones by name you uh, have an equal likelihood of ending up on the actual site of that software or ending up on another site that has a similar name and either an identical or similar looking website so sometimes you couldn't even tell whether you were getting the right software or not so i understand yeah and sometimes they actually have uh, this uh, malware uh, uh, pop-up that makes you think that your system is infected and it's actually popped up one time when i when i was using Linux, saying my windows system was uh, infected and mm -hmm. it was showing all these uh infections and you know it, was, it looked really good i mean if i didn't know i wasn't running windows i would actually say oh yeah fix this right away yep. and of course it's like wait a minute this is linux had that i don't even have icons that look like that <laughs> right right it's been a long time since i've seen one of those but uh, typically where i've seen them is they you're, you're on a website and the pop-up comes up uh, as a result of being on the website but of course it's in a little window on its own and it looks like it's a windows window mm -hmm. and if you're running linux it's a bit of a telltale sign but yeah it's a little bit telltale but the nice part about linux you know since you get all your updates from one source you really don't have to go out and look at different different things you don't have to wonder if this is the most current it's just provided for you and you just update it and your system stays uh, current, which is just so much easier and simpler. Right. And the fact that the repositories contain virtually all the software you need, and because the repositories are really vetted by the distribution, or at least come from a trusted source, your likelihood of getting an infection out of a repository is extremely small. And of course, just like any other operating system out there, if you go out onto the internet and download whatever uh, software from an untrusted source, you're risking getting some sort of infection. The likelihood that you will is much lower because the malware writers aren't typically writing for Linux because there are fewer users of Linux. They're writing for Windows or for yeah. Mac. Um, but uh, it's it's better to be safe than sorry overall. And if your Linux distribution doesn't have the software that you want, you need to look for a trusted source of uh, software to find what it is you're looking for. And typically, what you want to do is download directly from the developer's website. Yeah. Well, and, and one of the last things that kind of uh, helps keep Linux more secure uh, under this reason is that uh, people can look at the code of of the security updates, the applications, so they, it's kind of hard to hide anything and get away with it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yep. Now, reason number two, Linux is designed with security in mind. Unlike operating systems that update only once a month, Linux distributions receive updates continuously. The updates include security patches for the operating system and all of its components. 
security updates for all of its installed applications are also provided on the same schedule. This ensures that you have the latest protection for all of your computer software as soon as it's available. And, you know, if there's a vulnerability in a browser, they can patch that browser the next day. They don't have to wait. Yeah, and under Windows, I know that a lot of software has its own updaters, like the browsers. They typically provide the software patches as soon as they're available, but the operating system patches are on the schedule that Microsoft deems appropriate, and they're not necessarily released as soon as the vulnerability has been patched under Windows, which is uh, not the case with uh, with Linux. Typically, if the patch is available, it's applied right away and it's sent out through the updater, which with uh, with Linux, you have control typically over how frequently the update is checked. And I have mine checking at least once a day for new updates. Well, I have mine, I think, set for weekly. Mm -hmm. But one of the interesting things about getting the updates is that um, as you can get them daily and weekly and monthly almost continuously with Linux uh, sometimes other operating systems uh, will have a vulnerability they know about and they're going to patch it but they won't do what they call an out of band patch right uh, they'll wait so you could be running a vulnerability that people know about that you don't and they haven't patched it yet and so it has to be pretty severe for them to issue a out-of-band update so that sometimes leads to problems uh, unlike Linux there's no company saying we can't do this update now right so then if there's an if there's a problem we can release the update uh, the patch, the fix, whatever, and get it taken care of and sometimes other companies say well we're just going to wait until our regular monthly update so that's why i think linux uh is more secure is that we can apply fixes quicker mm -hmm. and another uh, reason is reason number three linux can get viruses and other infections but as a rule it doesn't uh, rapid and timely updates ensure that there are very few if any threats to linux systems that persist in the wild in reality, there have been very few, quote, public infections in the last 10 years that can affect Linux, and they are no longer a threat to anyone installing or using a modern Linux distribution today because of that update schedule and timely updates being applied. Uh, Linux is designed to make it difficult for viruses, rootkits, and other malware to be installed and to be run without conscious intervention by you, the user. Even if you do accidentally invite in an infection, chances are it's designed to attack Windows and won't do much, if any, damage to Linux. Hmm. You know, you're, you're kind of right. You actually have to make a conscious choice to get a lot of these infections on Linux. You actually have to enter your password. You actually have to... I mean, you have to do a lot of things differently you know to actually get an infection right exactly because when you go to install software you have to have root permission to do that you have to be an administrator and as a result somewhere along the line it's going to ask you to enter your password and every time you enter your password you should be thinking first 
why is it asking me for my password? And if there's a rational explanation for it that you know is correct, go ahead and enter it. But always think about, okay, did I really ask for my system to do something that should be asking for a password? Or should this be able to be handled by Linux without entering my password? And, and that thought process alone should help you to avoid any infections that are able to affect Linux. And the same advice should hold true with any operating system out there, even under Windows. If something's asking you for a password because it's about to install something, think about, did I ask it to install something? And um, uh, that that could help you avoid some, some issues with, with Windows as well. Well, Linux, unlike some of the other operating system, is designed for like levels of operation, mm -hmm. you know, day to day, like surfing the web and, and, uh, just, you know, writing documents and stuff. Everyday use doesn't require elevated privileges. The only time you really have to have elevated privileges is to install an update, to install software. So, uh, you know, you have to kind of make a conscious choice to do that. It isn't like, uh, you can just download a program for Microsoft or, or Mac and Mac's made some changes to that area too but uh we'll just mainly talk about microsoft and you can just install it uh and it's it's you have to actually make a lot more conscious choice you know you have to enter your password and stuff so it, it, it kind of brings you around to keeping things you know am i the one really doing this do i need to do this so the levels of use i think is also kind of inherently more secure Right. And that, that whole idea of entering your password is really what's around reason number four, Bill. Yeah. Reason number four, Linux users are not administrators by default. Administrators, root users, on any computer system have permission to do anything they want, including the ability to damage the system. For example, other operating systems look at the name of a file to determine which program should open it, then immediately attempt to open it. That design makes it easy for an intruder to attack a computer. Linux opens a file based on what the file is, not based on its name. So even if a malicious program disguises its identity by using a name like businessproposal.docx, Linux will recognize the file as a program. The system provides a warning that the file is not a text document but that it is a program that will run if you give it permission to continue. To be extra secure, Linux requires you to provide your administrator password to grant that permission every single time. That's exactly what we were talking about just a minute ago, that if Linux asks you to enter your password, you've got to think about, why am I entering my password? This thing is supposed to be opening a, uh, a a text document that shouldn't require a password, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, and that's that's very important that by design, Linux doesn't look at the file name to determine what that file is. It's going to look at the properties of the file, and it can tell whether a file is just a text document or uh, a program. And in fact, many um, scripts which our programs are simply text documents that are specifically given permission to run as a program. But Linux can tell 
that these are these scripts are not just plain text documents, but rather executable text documents. So there is a oh. property of the file that tells the computer system, the operating system, that this is an executable program, if you will. And Linux looks at those properties on every single file before figuring out what to do with that file when you double click on it. So if you kind of take all these elements, Larry, that we've just talked about and put them all into a system, and mm -hmm. I guess we would say that would be Linux, mm -hmm. you have a pretty secure system. Yes, that's the that's the key point. And uh, to wrap all of this up, unlike Windows and OS 10, Linux is not created and supported by just one company. It's supported by Intel, Red Hat, Lenaro, Samsung, IBM, SUSE, Texas Instruments, Google, Canonical, Oracle, AMD, and Microsoft, and many more companies. Over 4,000 developers contributed to Linux over the last 15 years, and those include individual developers as well as company developers. Uh, the corporations and others use the Linux operating system to run their businesses or include it with their products, Google Android phones and Chromebooks and Samsung televisions are examples of that. They want to ensure that Linux is provided with the best protection from security vulnerabilities. And as a result, many of these corporations provide security fixes and new security measures for Linux as they use the operating system in their businesses. These improvements are given back to the Linux distribution and the software improves as a result. Whether you're a home user of Linux, a Linux software application developer, or an employee of a company that uses Linux, the scrutiny and ongoing security improvements provided for Linux are benefiting you. Yeah, well, I've never heard of any of those companies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's a pretty impressive list. And we have yeah. a link in the show notes to a Linux Foundation article on who writes Linux, and they produce this uh, article every year, and this is the 2015 edition, so it's the most up-to-date list, and it lists all of these companies and gives even more detail as to how Linux is developed and used by these companies in their businesses. So I think I can say pretty positively that security is a Linux advantage. You bet it is. <laughs> Okay, and uh, that really wraps up our episode on security, and we're not going into a lot of detail uh, because that's not the kind of uh, episode this is, but we wanted to make sure that our listeners have an overview of how Linux provides security and why it is more secure than other operating systems. So our next episode will be listener feedback. And until then, as always, you can go to our website at goinglinux.com for articles and show notes, as well as links to download and to subscribe. We are the website for computer users who just want to use Linux to get things done. And if you like, you can participate directly with our friendly and helpful community members by joining the discussion in our Going Linux podcast Google Plus community. Until next time, thanks for listening. 73.
Theme music provided by Mark Blasco at podcastthemes.com.